What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Saludos, Zariguayas. Hopefully you have your drafts in the books already. There is so much information available to the guys that don't pay attention all year that they're starting to draft like the Sharks would. I will always be on the draft early train, and you cannot talk me off of that. But, guys, we've been pushing this content since the Super Bowl. If you've listened to us, you already had Damian Pierce, George Pickens, Romeo Dubs on your team. So we live it so you can win it. The season starts next week, and as usual, we will be providing weekly previews, DFS plays, and waiver wire editions. So follow us on the socials, buy the index, and help us out. Help us help you. Provide that feedback. If you cannot support us on Patreon, please support us by taking a few seconds to leave a review on whatever podcast platform you prefer. So guys, today we have some really hot takes for you. They will singe off your eyebrows. And as always, I'm with Josh and Billy. Go ahead and follow them. I'm not even going to say their Twitter handles anymore. And we are unbelievably <laughs> excited to welcome our favorite person ever to the pod. Kyle is here with us. Follow him at Kyle Krajewski and give his show a listen at First Seed Sports. Guys, what's how up? Are you today? We're happy. Uh, to great. Have you, We're happy to have oh. you, Kyle. I'm happy to be here, guys. Let me tell you. Happy to see you again. Uh, just see your beaming faces of joy. Uh, it's a pleasure. I'm not going to lie. I usually talk first after the intro, so this is throwing me off a bit. But, uh, Joe, I got to go to this. for giving us a break from Josh's voice. It's, exactly. it's tough. It's tough. The listeners want to hear it, so this is what I'm here for. But, Joe, we live it so you can win it. Now, that is a T-shirt if I ever heard it. And I'm surprised yeah. you didn't say put that on a T-shirt. Put that on a T-shirt right now. Mm. I want Saludos Zariguayas on a T-shirt. That's, I don't know what that means. So I was about to say, go ahead and possums spell in that Spanish. to us. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Did, you, did Julianne help you out with that one? Absolutely. No, I Googled it all by myself. Oh, oh wow. You're using search oh, engines. Yeah. I'm proud of you, man. It even technology. pronounces it for you. It's nice. <laughs> that is good. That is good. All right, boys. Well, let's talk a little news just to start out with. Not anything crazy. Um, 
we let's let's just talk about the bigger news story first. Uh, Brian Robinson is shot in a carjacking. He will be fine, as we all come to find out. Um, but putting all that aside, the fantasy aspect of this is that Antonio Gibson is he back? He's still a bum. Antonio Gibson was never gone. Is the thing everyone just already ad- admitted that he was gone. So I, I think he's fine. I think that Brian Robinson is a very similar running back. So therefore him being out of the equation will give him more touches. Yes. And I think anyone who drafted Antonio Gibson got him at a very cheap price and should for the foreseeable future, have a running back two at the very least. I think, yeah, I think cutting. Oh, Kyle, go ahead, man. I, I was going to say, yeah, I think RB two is probably the best place to spot him, or slide him in there. Uh, especially following these news. Um, I was probably, or I was really already taking him in kind of that spot prior to this news, uh, kind of trying to double stack them. But I, I think he still keeps that role uh, and he's going to be fine. Yeah. And they did cut Jarrett Patterson too. So there's not really McKissick's obviously the pass down guy, which I don't understand why they did that. That's un- unbeknownst to all of us, but um, that, the McKissick and Gibson, they'll both be out there, but Gibson should get enough work to satisfy fantasy managers. Thank you. Absolutely. Yeah. Them cutting Jared Patterson tells you all you need to know about how they feel about Brian Robinson. He was already kind of cutting into work during the off season. So I think we're dealing with a little bit of a committee here, which is completely different than what we've seen in the past. Cause now we have three backs instead of two, but I mean, Malik Harrison's really the only other case study we've had of this. He got shot in the calf last year, and I think he missed a month and a, a week, maybe. So five weeks, yeah. Yeah. So five Brian weeks. Robinson could very easily be back. So it, I'm timid. I'm timid out of Antonio Gibson this year, but he is he is a good football player. He has it's to be a good DFS player, probably. All right, on to number two. So this is I'm, we don't really even need to discuss this. I just want to take a big party laugh but trey sermon was let go by the 49ers and jordan i know you're gonna listen to this podcast i'm sorry man i know he was your hot take as hey he got you on that train he too. Was gonna, you were right. on the train too sorry billy <laughs> did <laughs> sorry, i make a fireball bet we're saying he was gonna get 1200 yards no no hmm, no, no that's a dangerous fireball that. bet as it is for a rookie that was and he took that kool-aid and drank it and i at least was i liked him did not love him not like that anyway Kyle, did you like Trey Sermon last year? Not enough. Uh, probably not as much as the masses. I think I just kind of went into the season expecting a committee, and it was a lot more of a committee minus Sermon. Uh, <laughs> so, so I was already out and just being like, okay, not to not that surprising, but quite surprising, especially after all the hype that we got for Sermon last summer. That was weird. No was weird. victory lap needed here. I'm not. I just want to laugh. It's it's kind of funny it, that Jordan had him as basically his RB one, almost <laughs> uh, over Najee. But speaking of laughable, okay, I'm going to get a number three. I'm assuming okay. that this it, is it, number it, three. All right, yeah. we're headed. We're headed there. We're headed there. So uh, the little known guy by uh, the name of Jalen Rager got cut this today or traded. Traded. My apologies to the Minnesota Vikings, who they selected one pick uh, uh, before the person that's sitting right behind Billy, which is Justin Jefferson. Um, real ironic, uh, but I think the best part was that they, like days late, days ago, they traded J.J. Arcega-Whiteside to Seattle, who they should have drafted D.K. Metcalf in that slot. So 
just ironic all around um, these wide receivers that didn't pan out. I'm glad they're off the team, but it's just them going. I honestly Rager has a chance to be decent. I mean, maybe he can learn from Jefferson. I know he had a lot of hype with that being that 20th pick in the draft and not really living up to it. And then watching Justin Jefferson, but now he'll be on his team, which should be pretty interesting. Yeah, all my shares of Smith, Marset, and uh, Dynasty are all shot now. So I'm really upset about that. Thank you, Vikings. Rager might be available in Dynasty leagues. I assume there's probably some people who've given up on him. So check don't your waivers. Do don't, don't. Do I'm it. just saying, don't. check your waivers. You probably got someone worse just than because he was an Eagle at one point doesn't mean he's good. I didn't pick him up in any league. I didn't even check. I don't want to know. I'm done with him. <laughs> Off the team. All right. Um, well, we don't need to talk Rager anymore, honestly. Like, right, he wasn't very relevant for the Eagles, never was, and he won't be relevant on the Vikings unless there's an injury. Fourth string wide receiver. Yeah, exactly. Um, but the last one I have is uh Marlon Mack was officially released, and then I think he signed back to the practice squad, or at least he's headed that direction. So uh Damian Pierce to the moon. Yeah. What did you say yesterday, Damunian Pierce? Dem- that's what I had texted y'all, Damunian <laughs> Pierce, because he's headed to the moon. Um, I love the people in our, our YouTube comments that we had posted a video basically right before he got released, Marlon Mack did, and people were like, thanks for letting us know now. It's like, well, okay. To be fair, we've been talking about Damian Pierce for like the entire offseason. Literally, the really Senior know. Bowl, we were there, me and Joe, eyebrows raised, were like, oof, okay. Also, like, did you really think Rex Burkhead or Marlon Mack was the answer? Like, that was the one clear-cut backfield that you know that the rookie's starting right away that was in kind of that. Like, of course, we like James Cook, but Buffalo's got Singletary, and Zach Moss has something to prove left in his tank. And then some of the other rookies are in some pretty precarious situations where they don't have the clear-cut starter. Even uh, Kenneth Walker has Penny limping around over there. So... He's hanging on by a thread. Literally. Kyle, what are your thoughts on Damian Pierce this season? Yeah, I mean, I'm upset that I'm in a few leagues that drafted late. I think Joe said it best, uh, team draft early. But I, I, <laughs> it's frustrating because months ago I was in best ball drafts snagging up as much Pierce as I could early. Uh, I'll also mention I was taking some Mechie, but that news is still unfortunate to me. But – Pierce, I think uh, he stepped into an opportunity to succeed and has done nothing but succeed. And the releasing of Marlon Mack is nothing but prove that. Um, so I, I'm aboard the Pierce train. I have been uh, probably not as long as you guys, but for a few months. And it's been a, it's been a fun ride. Well, there was literally one blocking drill where he had to go up against a linebacker or something. And he held his own and won the drill. And immediately, me and Joe just kind of looked at each other like, okay, that's a dude right there. Like, coach, I think coach he was going against that. Johnson, too, wasn't he? I think that was I the I think match. so, but, I mean, it's – I don't know. You I, could I feel the air just get knocked out of Jermaine Johnson, like, immediately when Damian Pierce lit him up. And we were like, that guy's getting on the field real early. And then he had that play in college where his helmet got ripped off at, like, the five-yard line. He just kept mowing through people for the touchdown. Yeah, was I was this it. one of the hot takes that I when I did that seven minute segment while you guys were at the Senior Bowl? Did I did I say da- Damien? Because I was just reading off the phone. Damien Pierce is really good. Because uh, I hope so. I, I want to get that sound clip because I know that it sounded. Very I know we, we should go back and just listen to that. What, what we sent you to say on the podcast about that one uh, 
Because well, I, I just got to hear what we we what we thought then. You'll have to eat the Malik Willis one then, because I I think there was a couple woofs going. To on. be fair, we were not wrong, and I still he is still a really raw passer. If you threw him out there on the field now, down, it would be woof. It would be a woof, and then Joe would go woof too. It'd be a woof woof. woof, that's woof. What, lots of saying. lots of barking going on. That's that sidearm. Flip underneath the defender though is a yeah, pretty slick pass. Yeah, that was that was nasty. Okay, well let's get on to why we are here today, and that is for the fantasy hot takes for the 2022 season. I probably should have gone back and listened to last year's hot takes to see how well we did. I remember one of them was that Tony Pollard was better than Zeke Elliott, and I will hold that one until the day I die. But we've got new hot takes uh, to fire out this year. So back Joe. Again. Kick us off. What's your hot take? One of your hot takes for 2022. I really hope this pisses a lot of people off, Billy. Um, I'm going with DJ Moore has his worst season since his rookie year and finishes with less than 1,000 receiving yards. So 1,000 receiving yards. That translates to about 59 yards a game. So before I get into this, projecting a receiver for over 1,000 receiving yards with this new schedule especially is, is very far from bold. Projecting projecting one under 1,000 yards is bold, especially one the talent of DJ Moore. In his career, Baker Mayfield has only supported two 1,000-yard receivers. Landry and Beckham did it in 2019. So you can blame Stefanski offense, but I think Baker just spreads the ball around too much for Moore to deliver on his value right now. The fact that Darnold and Baker was even a competition tells you everything you need to know about this offense this year. So add in the samurai, Christian McCaffrey, LaVisca Chenault now, Terrace Marshall, Tommy Tremble, Rashard Higgins, Robbie Anderson, and Shai Smith. I think we have a full-blown shitty offense with too many mouths to feed. So DJ Moore averages 9.4 yards per catch in his career, and that was with bad quarterbacks. But he has he has to catch six balls a game to put him on pace for over 1,000 yards, and I don't know if he can do that. I really don't. So, guys, let me have it. I love DJ Moore, the person and the talent, but I hate DJ Moore, the Panther. You say you love DJ Moore, but I feel like you've hated on DJ Moore more than anyone else. That's not true. Mike Williams, but anyone else other than Mike Williams. So, I, I mean, I don't I can't believe that you actually like DJ Moore. But anyway, on, on the other app, I do like him. I, I can't agree that he won't get a thousand yards. I think he'll get worse than he has. And the thing is, is those four touchdowns he's gotten the last three years, to, not total, but in each year it's not going to go up. So like as a, in a fantasy perspective in that range of where he's going with the, basically I call those wide receivers, the unquestionable or the questionable quarterback wide receivers. DJ Moore is at the top of that list. And I don't like it. I think there's plenty of other ones. I think Deontay Johnson has a good chance to succeed there. I think there are other guys that have a chance to succeed. And I just, I'm not saying anything against Baker because I talk enough crap on him and I see the Jersey back behind Billy again. So um, you already know my feelings on Baker. If you need him, go listen to like one podcast ago and you'll probably hear me ranting about Baker. So that's unfortunate. Um, I'm, I'm going to abstain from this because obviously as a Baker Mayfield fan and as a lifelong Panthers fan, hashtag keep pounding. Um, we're going to go ahead and just, you know, I think DJ Moore will have a career year. So Kyle, Sixteen thousand yards mm-hmm. uh, at least. That's that's low end to the moon. I I'm I'm middle of the pack on DJ Moore. I don't love him. I don't hate him. I think he'll just kind of have an average season. Basically, what we have seen from him in the past few years. Uh, I think he's going to be the target leader in this offense. I think there's no doubt about that. And I think with targets in this offense comes slight productivity. 
I think he'll reach a thousand yards. I have him projected for eleven hundred, but that is still putting him at uh, wide receiver seventeen. I middle of the pack. I don't love him, but I I think he's a fine choice uh, whether you're drafting him or not. But I think he's uh, middle of the pack. I don't I don't love or hate the the hot take, but I I think he's going to have a fine year. I like it, man. I like it. So one right. with that, I just wanted to, you know, Billy's childhood team. I had to throw some shade at <laughs> Two, I wanted to make people that have DJ Moore as their wide receiver one or wide receiver two, very uncomfortable, which you should be. And you should be trying to improve your team from that. But that was just a fun exercise. Do you think that, that a person that has DJ Moore is probably already thinking that like, I'm going to have to trust Baker Mayfield with my receiver. You think they would be, but I know far too many people that are just so hyped on DJ Moore, and he's a great talent. You put him on the Chiefs, you put him on any other team, he's great, but the Panthers, no, especially not with McCaffrey there. I think the parallels between DJ Moore and Odell Beckham are too similar to where I'm not thinking like, DJ Moore could have been a better wide receiver at this part of his career than Odell. I'm not saying that, but I'm saying that they're very similar wide receivers. So I think that there will be some connections, but it's going to be inconsistent. I just feel like it's not going to be like Joe says, he needs to get six catches a game to do that. And I think that there's going to be games without six and he's not really the like slot guy. So he's not really going to get like seven targets over the middle. Every time he's kind of the mid range guy. And if he doesn't hit those slants, the Baker misses him a couple times and throws some interceptions and you kind of got a bad, bad taste in your mouth. I think there's going to be a lot of ball spreading around. I think Baker's out to prove that he's still a valuable quarterback for a team. I mean, he's fighting for his career right now. So, um, I mean, not maybe not quite fighting for his career, but getting close to it, you know, switching teams. He needs to really prove something to him. So he is. I think he's going to be utilizing Christian McCaffrey out of the backfield. He's going to be utilizing some of these other wide receivers. Terrace Marshall might have a good year. Uh, he might be that guy for him. You never know who it's going to be because it's Baker Mayfield, and he makes the weirdest wide receivers good. For, or Sorry, fantasy relevant. Yeah, Shai Smith looked like a freaking stud this preseason with him. So we'll see. We'll see. All right, Josh. All right. So now this is this is some pretty low hanging fruit here, but I, people feel pretty strongly about this. So I, I personally think it needs to be said. So uh, my hot my hottest take. This is my hottest one. The other one's good, but this is just it. The Jet. No single Jets player will crack the top twenty of their respective positions. So what I'm talking here is Zach Wilson. You see the numbers down at the bottom of the screen. There it says nine one one. That was his touchdown to interception ratio. Not great. Uh, QB 30 in 2021, he did start only 13 games, but he only threw for 2,300 yards in those 13 games and the aforementioned touchdown interception ratio. So only two of which of those games that he played 13 of them, I said, I believe, uh, 20 fantasy points, two times. And he only once had close to 300 yards. One times 297. Everything else was 220, I believe. So before we get into his upgraded weapons, I think I pretty much wrapped up Zach Wilson. I think everybody just needs to, everybody knows what this one's about. So I'm not going to get too, too riled up on this one. Well, let's get into the tight end here. So we got Tyler Conklin actually was tight end 20 last year. um, One time in his career. Um, I think we can go ahead and take these two as the easy dubs here and we'll get onto the bread and butter. Um, So we got our guy, Brees Hall. So everyone's excited about Brees. I get it. I get it. Yeah, I'm skimming. It gets a little bit more in depth. I promise, guys. Just keep listening. 
So starting with Brees. Sounds like a good summary so far, Josh. Well, I just didn't think I needed. I just like how we ask you for one or for two hot takes and you're like giving us an entire team worth. I'm telling you that no single Jets player will finish as the as a top 20 player. And I'm I'm walking you through it a little bit here. All right. Now we're getting into Brees. We we, we know this. He's currently being drafted as RB 17 and he can't even win the starting job. And you want to know why? It's not because Brees Hall's a bad running back and it's not because he, you know, it's probably a smoke screen as it is anyway, but it's because Michael Carter isn't a slouch. Michael Carter is a good running back. Um, so we do know Michael Carter will be on the field and most likely will probably be in that passing catch situation. So um, Brees did have a pretty uninspiring preseason as well, but you know, I just can't personally think that this team's going to be running the ball heavily or healthily. Um, so as, as they will most likely be losing as we know. So uh, Michael Carter, who had a relatively decent season last year, finishes RB 30. Did miss a few games playing at 14, but the combination of the two, I just don't think either of the running backs crack the top 20. And I'll let you guys talk because I know you guys got things to say. The Jets did run 380 times last year compared to their opposing teams, 525 times. And it's, you know you want to know why? It's because the Jets just aren't that good. And they're going to be down a lot. Now onto the receivers, and then I'll, I'll wrap this up one of these days. Um, I'm... I'm sure this is going to be the part of the segment that most people hate me. I'm sure there's some Brees Hall believers out there and they're like, no, he's going to be running back too. Okay. Well, anyway, Elijah Mitchell, everyone loves him. He looks so, Oh, sorry. My apologies. I did say Mitchell, Elijah Moore, my third running back redact another running back getting into it. Uh, He looked phenomenal last season, as people say. And while those people are somewhat right, it was a seven game stretch that pretty much held this together by two good showings. So let's get into the five games that weren't so good. Um, we got week seven, the start the start of this, and he, he had 13 yards for one catch and one run for 19 yards, one of which happened to be a touchdown. And then he had six catches for 67 yards week eight. And then week nine, good week, sure. We'll, we'll leave that one off for now. Week 10, three catches for 44 yards and a touchdown. Week 12, four catches for 46 yards and one rush. Week 13, six catches for 77 yards and a touchdown. That's the only week to me that sounds, wow, that was like a pretty good fancy week. I'd be happy. Like you're, you're one, one catch, one run for a combination of 30 yards and a touchdown. Sure, you're happy about it, but you're not thinking he's a top 20 receiver. And during this stretch in those five games that I had mentioned, caught 20 of 38 targets. Once again, going back to Zach Wilson, being not that great. And then they add in Garrett Wilson, which by all means is a beast and well, is probably the best wide receiver in the rookie drafts. With all four of these together, it just screams to me underperforming and I just don't see any of one of them taking off. I'm not saying any four of those people are bad. I just don't think Zach Wilson can accommodate any of those four. Jeez. Peanut okay. gallery. Before, before we even talk about the thing, <clears throat> thank, thank you for being yourself for Kyle. I'm glad that you didn't clean it up at all. I didn't he, know he's going to be here. Didn't chop any of it out. <laughs> like, I'm so proud of you for actually just going straight for it, talking about six players in one little segment about what was supposed to be one player. I'm so proud you of you. You didn't say that. one player. You said fantasy hot You didn't takes, bring up the Eagles once, take. though, so I'm going to give him kudos. Fair enough. I did, did, I did say hot takes. I did not, you know, I didn't think that meant an entire team, but fair enough that Oprah. My hot take is the Jets aren't good. Basically. Anyway, I don't even have like a, a rebuttal to this. The Jets are gonna suck. Like they're they're a couple years away from being relevant. I mean, I think they'll be better than they were last year, but this year I don't I don't think this is it. Like it's just gonna be another year of grinding, and hopefully we see improvements on the defense, which is where they spent a bulk of their draft capital in the first round, and then maybe we see something from 
Zach Wilson that provides inspiration for the rest of the team. That that that's really all. I'm wearing a Jets shirt and I'm not even like confident in yeah, that's sauce, man. This that's team. Different. Well, yeah, Sauce Gardner. He's got the sauce. So. I didn't have anything to say about sauce if you know this. <clears throat> yeah, I'm proud, proud of you if you're not going after the defense. I I mean, I feel like it's not a hot take to say that the Jets are going to be bad this year. Let's but... go, Kyle. See, that's what I'm talking <laughs> Listen, about. Listen, the, the conversation was to tell you that these Jets fantasy pieces aren't relevant yet. Just okay. calm down on it. <laughs> I Yeah, I'm in full agreement. And I think uh, one person I think you left out uh, is Braxton Berrios. I think he's going to be a huge, huge impact on this offense still. He's not going away. Him and Zach Wilson are BFFs. But wide receiver that, 20? Mm-hmm. Oh, maybe week five. But <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, I, I'm with you. And I'm not I'm not crazy about any of these players. I'll take more at a discount if I'm grabbing them as my, my wide receiver three. I'd happy with that i'm not expecting the world out of them uh and i think it's hard to expect the world out of them uh or any of these jets players uh i'm not a huge Brees hall fan this season uh, i think oh. he'll come into his home i think i think it's his role to claim eventually just I, this isn't the season for him or any of these jets players Joe, as a person who drafted a lot of Jets, because you saw this hot take as you were drafting Jets players. I'm glad. Well, first, I want to address Kyle's Braxton Berrios take. So we had the breakfast club with Matt Stafford. Um, We had like the Denny's 2 a.m. in the morning with cigarettes and the pancake with some other uh, some other thing. Is Zach Wilson and Braxton Berrios like the the strip club brunch? Is that the one we're talking about? Like the it's a buffet too. It's yeah, nice. like the, the old women want. dance thing. And mm-hmm. I think they anyway, vacation. They definitely vacation together this summer. Hey. I do know that. That's exactly. awesome. Hopefully, Barrios didn't bring his mom. Just so, Josh. First of all, that's hilarious. <laughs> but second of all, you are so wrong about no one on the Jets finishing in the top ten. I'm gonna give you two reasons. Top twenty. I'm sorry, but I'm gonna give you two reasons why. One, C.J. Mosley most certainly will finish in the top oh, 20 at his position. I think Jordan <laughs> Whitehead will, too. That's fair. If, if that's your defense, literally, no, no, no. No, I got, that's fine. I, I'm a huge Brees Hall guy. He is so talented. It is unreal. You know who finished as what, or running back 20 in a PPR last year? Daryl Effing Williams. If you don't think that a talent like Brees Hall can outperform Daryl Williams, then you're slightly mistaken, my friend. I like Brees Hall. I, I think he's going to have a hell of a year. I like the fact that people are off him right now. If he has a couple bad weeks, blow to trade for him. He's going to win you a league. Do it. I just don't see the Jets ever like being ahead. I'm sorry, but like the 150-plus rushing attempts that happened while uh, on the other side of them extra. You just... like David Montgomery? I do, but David Montgomery are never has, ahead. David Montgomery has done it before. I don't believe do you it. You like DeAndre Hall. Swift? The Lions are never ahead. DeAndre you see Swift where is I'm a going pass, here. Just because a bad offense catcher. does not mean there's not value on it. That's mm, I just think there's too many mouths to feed for a quarterback who uh, is pretty much only good at picking up moms. It's an it's an uphill <laughs> climb for sure. I would say Joe Flacco. If Joe Flacco played the entire season then I actually think there would be a player that finishes in the top 20. But with Zach Wilson, it's up in there. I don't don't believe in him. Just don't. All right. We're, we, we did it. We did it. That's, that's it. Fair enough. All right. Moving on to me. And I my hot take is that Davis Mills will finish in the top 12 of quarterbacks. Um, I, there's two specific reasons for that. They're pretty simple. One, 
Davis Mills is fighting for a job. The Houston Texans are going to suck this year. That's probably definitely the case. So they need they're they're probably going to be losing a lot, and they needed to figure out if they're going to go for a quarterback in the draft or they're going to address a different position in the draft um, in April. So I think that gives they're the incentive to see how Davis Mills acts, and that gives Davis Mills the chance to just let that thing fly. Uh, my other reason is that Damian Pierce is the starting running back. While I, this is good for Damian Pierce because he will get a majority of the work, I think this also means that they're planning to pass a lot. I don't think that they're going to hand the entire you know offensive play calling over to a rookie. They're also not going to be in a lot of game scripts where they're going to be up on their opponent, so they're going to have to probably pass the ball. Uh, he's got Brandon Cooks. I, I cannot say that I, I trust the rest of the receivers on there. I believe in Nico Collins, um, even though – you know, we'll see. They just picked up Tyler Johnson today off of waivers from the Bucks. He could be potentially relevant for them. And they do have pass catching running backs um, kind of hit or miss there as well. Damian Pierce is actually decent at catching running or catching the ball as well. So for that reason, Davis Mills, this is a season for him to finish in the top 12. And the thing is, is if he doesn't, then I think that we are seeing the end of Davis Mills as a starting running or quarterback in the NFL. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, unless he gets the backup treatment, because the next place he goes is going to be a, as a backup, basically, or stay on the Texans as a backup. But I, I don't know. I, I, I'm i positive over it for him. I think he was one of those, like, nobody really expected him to do anything because he was in that Mills Mon conversation, and it was just like, oh, sure. You know, in Dynasty drafts, he was going to, like, the fifth round, and nobody thought anything of it. And I don't know if it was – I mean, he was behind Deshaun Watson at the time, previously to all the allegations and everything. So – I mean, he, he had the situation happen and he came up and he had the chance and he, he proved that he's worth the opportunity. So QB 12 is a little high, but I like your style. Shoot for the moon. Duh, Mooney and Pierce. <laughs> it's, right. it's Kyle, go, up, go ahead, man. It's uh, I was going to say it's tricky with Mills. Uh, I think you said it best when it's either QB 12 or bust for Mills moving forward. Like if he doesn't finish 12, he's done. Uh, I agree, but I don't think he finishes. I I feel like it's a hard route for him to get there without a ton of rushing attempts. Uh, and I, I mean, above him, there's a plenty of just strictly pocket passers who can kind of make their way above Mills. Uh, I know they'll be playing behind a lot, but that I, it's tricky. I don't see them scoring a ton to make their way back. Uh, not enough to place Mills up in the top 12. But I, your head's there. I do like the thought. I, it's it's a tricky one for me to get behind. You bought, brought him on the podcast just for him to shoot down your take. I'm get not here, Kyle. <laughs> I'm not worried. They play the Jack, the Jaguars twice. They play the Titans twice. Like bad, Well, Titans have a better defense, but I don't know, I'm not worried. Joe, what, what, what do you poke some holes in it? Okay, so I absolutely love Kyle's point of him not being mobile at all. Um, that does definitely put a damper on him. I'm actually, you know, I think Brandon Cooks, I, my hot take before you said the Mills thing was going to be Brandon Cooks is a top 12 receiver because I'm all in on Brandon Cooks this year. He's the only show in town. He can light it up. If Nico Collins uh, can come along, that's awesome. But Brevin Jordan, I expect to have a decent season as well. He's definitely a tight end that people are overlooking, I feel. So the pieces are there for Mills to put together a special season. Uh, top 12 is a little rich for my blood, but uh, but I like where it's at. I really do. Fair enough. All right, Kyle. 
Let's let's hear your your really hot take. All right, I'm gonna start. I'm probably with my tamest of the bit of the two. Uh, I'm gonna start with David Njoku finishes the season as a top eight tight end. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I <laughs> he was gonna I, laugh no matter what you said, Kyle. To be fair, I'm I'm aware. Uh, I think his route to being in the top eight of tight end. I feel like the tight ends in general is just a barren landscape after the top four every single year. So this could be, I could have named Austin Hooper and personally I wouldn't have been surprised, but I'm sticking with Njoku. Uh, I think uh, especially the first, I think 11 weeks we're getting Jacoby Brissett as the, t- as the quarterback uh, who in 2019, 29% target share to tight ends when he was the starter. And then just last year when he was the starter in Miami, it was nine targets a game to the tight ends. I think there is a very, very easy route for Njoku to just get targets upon targets in this offense, at least early on, uh, and just kind of keep that position uh, once Watson makes his way onto the team. Uh, plus, you think who else is in Cleveland? I think it's Amari Cooper. And then realistically, I think he's going to competing for second on the team in targets with Kareem Hunt. I think it's really going to be a it's going to be a wide receiver, tight end, running back leading the leading the offense in targets. And and Joku, I think he's still an athlete. They just extended him. They're paying him to be the guy. So I think this is finally the year where he is the guy. Uh, so give me and Joku as a top eight tight end. Breakout tight end for a, for a hot take. That's wild. I I don't disagree with you except for the number eight part. That was the hard part for me. I like him for a sleeper tight end in that sense because really the only other valid wide receiver is David Bell. Um, but I actually do think David Bell will get more catches, targets, everything than David Njoku at the end of the season. And I, don't, I know you're new to the podcast, but if you want to do a fireball bet on that, I will take that. <laughs> do what? I... Just uh, Bell and, and Njoku? Bell or... and Njoku. Uh, let's just do fantasy points. Let's do it. I'm in. All right. Wow. Count me in. Writing that down. All right. I'll you call you up too. On our, I was about to say, I, what do you think? I love this. I I'm all here for it, man. I love the. I've always thought David Joku had all the talent in the world. Bring it back to my DJ Moore. I just think Baker's a shitty quarterback. Sorry, Bill. Um, but no, I'm here for this, man. Joku I love solid it. Year last year. I love it. I'm gonna go pick him up right now. He was tight end 20 plus. Like Okay. He first of all, chill for second. Sorry. I think that th- this is I think I love Kyle's take here. I think this is great. I think this is exactly what the problem last year was they had Hooper and Njoku. They needed just the one because Baker loved Njoku. You could just feel that as as how they were. I cannot believe they took Njoku as high as they did in the draft of Browns, but you know, whatever. They they have to use him. Um, as soon as he signed that extension, I think that that was their, you know, vote of faith in him. And yeah, I, I think that he very well could end up as the tight end eight, because guess what? There's always a revolving door of people at that seven, eight, nine spot in most leagues where you didn't really see that person coming. Why not in Joku? He gets Watson back for the end of the season as, as well, especially for the fantasy playoffs. Um, he might not have chemistry with everybody, but you know, he's going to like a big tight end. I think you're underestimating the top 10 tight ends is my thing. Well, name them then. 
You know what? <laughs> I'll do you one, I'll do you one better. Let's let's pull them up. Oh, here we go. So we got okay. Mark Andrews, Kelsey Pitts. We can leave them right. off the board. Top, top five, you can just take a side. So let's right. just deal with the, the – You got Dalton Schultz, down. who is like the only other receiver in Dallas. You got Dallas Goddard, who actually I could see being a little less, but I don't think that Njoku's flopping him. Then you got TJ Hawkinson, Knox, Ertz, Komet, Freermuth. Irv Smith's hanging out down there. Gusecki, Honestly, all sake. of these people, I would I would not be shocked. I think you can make the, I think you can make the same case for all of these guys after even Goddard for Njoku. Look, Kyle, I'm totally pass. with you, man. I'm gonna go fix my rankings here. I gotta. You're get gonna Njoku take him over Hawkinson, Goddard as the, that's the top eight. Listen, I think the top eight listen, is pretty much solidified. Not not if I'm slip up there. Ertz could go up there. If I'm drafting my team, I want a guy who's going to give me more than 10 points a game because uh, Hawkinson is doing, and this is from a Lions fan, Hawkinson's getting five catches, 40 yards every week. Uh, if you want more than that, draft Njoku. All right. It's not, not a bad thought. thought. Not a bad thought. I can't wait to bring you back on the uh, our fantasy takes at the end of the season and we can be like, Kyle, you were wrong. I'll be here. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the, did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Damn, I gotta follow that up. You yeah. gotta follow. You gotta follow that one up, Joe. All right. So, my hot take number two is Alvin Kamara finishes as RB one overall. So, old Christmas shoes is added again in this one. He did it in twenty twenty, and he's about to do it in twenty twenty two. So, before Jameis got hurt in week eight, Kamara was on pace for three hundred and twenty three carries. He was averaging seven more carries a game than he did with Drew Brees at quarterback, and this is one hundred and thirty six more carries than he has ever had in a season. He also was on pace for 113 targets and 81 receptions. That's down only half in both categories, half of the reception over what he was doing with Breeze. These stats extrapolated with a conservative touchdown total of 11, put him on pace for 367 points in a PPR. The Saints have a rough offensive line, which could bump those dump-off numbers up, and the presence of Thomas Landry and Olave should keep defenses honest while giving Kamara a lot of room to operate. So I think the defense takes a step back this year, leading to more offensive opportunities. So for me, everything points to Kamara being his old dominant self. And for a guy that's going in the second and third round of drafts, you cannot ask for more. Roast me on it. 
he's not going to get sus- Josh Lee commuted, but he's not going to get suspended. So I'd say that this could take is completely within the realm of possibility. Um, do I see it happening with Jameis Winston as the the quarterback? Maybe not, but if they can develop, you know, a nice passing attack that that will open up the field for him to run, sure. I, I just their team makes me nervous offense wise. Not me. All right, sorry, I was muted. But are you talking about the RB one or N RB one? The, the RB one. See, that's where you lose me there. I just See, I feel it's like... because you have Jonathan Taylor on your team. So that's exactly just... that's what this is. This yeah, is in the McCaffrey. No, this is, this is your dynasty team and. Uh... I just I I like Kamara. I I actually was kind of shocked to see the stats looking back on it and seeing how well he actually did last year after because it felt like just a terrible season from him. But I, I don't disagree because the pass catching can get up there. I just I think he's gonna have a great season. I think people like where his value has been. I mean, maybe it was because of the suspension, maybe it wasn't. I think people are just kind of lower on Kamara this year. There's a lot of good, valuable running backs at the top. But to say RB the RB one is tough for me. I will say. I could say top five. I could get on that. I could get on board that train. What about top three? Mm. Top two. Mm, definitely not. Top three was already a stretch. I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I don't disagree with your take. I just, but the problem is, is my next take. It's hard to follow up the Nujoku take with, with this one, but <laughs> I did my best, Josh. Damn. <laughs> I think, not- I think I'm with you. I think I'm team Camara top three. Uh, one it. is, one is pushing it. But honestly, I, I, why, why not is really the question. And who's to say Kamara isn't better for fantasy when Michael Thomas is playing? Uh, who knows? We haven't seen Michael Thomas play in years. But <laughs> I think we're going to see a better passing attack in New Orleans this season, which very you mentioned it very well could open up the opportunity for Kamara to just dominate. And who knows? With any <laughs> given week, six touchdown performance that – that's an easy RB one. Uh, I it's a possibility. I wouldn't say he's going to, but I think his range of outcomes to be the RB one is better than the guys that's being drafted around. Yeah. All right. Uh, it wouldn't be a podcast without me talking about the Eagles. So let's just go ahead and cue this up. Miles Sanders will be RB fifteen at worst this year. So I know that I know what everyone's thinking. He's currently going at RB like 27 or 35 or some ridiculous number. Kyle is just getting mad right now because oh, he thought I wasn't going to talk about that. <laughs> but I switched it up and we're going to talk about him. So this is the man that averages five yards per carry in every like time he's ever played in the professional league. Yes, he's had some injury concerns and they've been a couple games. I'm tired of hearing the, the term injury prone. For someone who misses three games a year, four games a year, that is not injury prone. These are running backs. They get landed on by very large men. Uh, Sounds weird, but it's true. And he went to Penn Station, guys. Got himself a Philly cheesesteak. No, I'm just, I had to do the Penn State thing. Uh, But in in general, no, I think everyone is out on Miles Sanders this year because, oh, it's going to be a running back by committee. They got rid of Jordan Howard. They didn't make any signings in the offseason. Gainwell is going to have a role, absolutely. Boston Scott, I think, is going to take a back seat here, and I think it's going to be an actual duo instead of a RBBC because I think this is the end of that. I think Boston Scott still has a role. I think he's more of a change of pace back, maybe a third and 17 guy. But Miles Sanders is going to have some uh, volume in the passing game. They know that that worked his rookie year. They're going to go back to the well 
And then Gainwell is obviously going to have a role. I think that he is one of the most valuable handcuffs in this because if Sanders were to go down, Gainwell would immediately be vaulted into that ceiling. I'm just saying, Miles Sanders, RB15. What do you guys got? I want to hear oh. Kyle first. I want to hear Kyle yeah, first. I, I, need, okay, I was Kyle, go. I got to get in here first. I think the, the key thing for me with Miles Sanders is the team's usage with running backs. Whether he's on the field or not, he's not the only running back touching the ball. He's not even one of the four guys rushing the ball. That, and I mean, you see it on the screen right here. Miles Sanders hasn't practiced since August 14th, which, by the way, my big thing, uh, waiver wire prior to week one, Boston Scott is going to be the Eagles running uh, starting running back week one. Uh, that's just because Miles Sanders isn't healthy and a Reports are Boston Scott's been the better running back out of gain outside of uh, next to Gainwell, better than Gainwell actually. Uh, but that's just because he's a rusher. Gainwell's going to be the receiving back in this offense, uh, and I think we're going to see all three running backs any given week when they're all healthy. If that happens, but even if if Sanders is playing, we're going to see three running backs carrying the ball out of this backfield. I don't think he has four when he said count hurts. Yes, exactly. Uh, so I think any given week, he's not giving, he's not, he doesn't have the volume to have RB15 uh, volume. And for that, I'm out completely. Uh, I'm not touching any of these running backs, honestly. Get uh, him, Kyle. Get him. Dude, as a person who lives in Philadelphia, he had this queued up. Like he literally was like, hold on, let me pull up what I talked about <laughs> last week on my podcast. I, I did. I had it. Let me Beautiful. tell you. I li- I this is what I hear on the radio to car every single morning is just Boston Scott's looking good. Kenneth Gainwell looks pretty okay. Miles Sanders haven't seen him, and that's all I have to hear. And I'm out. No Sanders for me. I 100% guarantee. I'm glad we have is, somebody boots on the, the ground. Stamp of approval. Miles Sanders running back 15. We re-signed him to a two-year deal after this extension. You're welcome. <laughs> Josh, I, I didn't hear your entire spiel there because I was vomiting as soon as you said Miles Sanders. Right there. <laughs> um, so, uh, I mean, Nick Sirianni is not wearing Miles Sanders' face on a shirt. He was wearing Kenneth Gainwell's face on a shirt. He also man. wore Jalen Hurts' face and a couple other guys. He's, he hey, well, Jalen Hurts deserve a shirt face. Do you watch every you know? every one of his post-game conferences? I do. Wears- I'm there every <laughs> single time. Okay? He's, in he's, in Zoom call. he's in the Zoom call. Kenneth Gainwell is the RB1. I'm sorry, Kyle and Josh. Kyle's literally told you. He's going to finish his RB1 on this team. And I'm very excited for it because I got him everywhere. Oh, this is a shit show. Thank you for bringing up the Eagles, okay. Josh. So I'm the best thing was, the best thing was, I was going to talk about Christian McCaffrey. And I, I just, know you My were. brain just literally went to Miles Sanders because I think of Christian McCaffrey and then my, I just immediately think of Miles you Sanders. Default, that's the you, think of hurt, you think of hurt running backs. I get it. <laughs> that was, all right, Kyle. You can have that one. You can have that one. I'm glad he's here. Thank you. I don't even have anything to add. I just like my time is exactly what Kyle I, just said. That's I did exactly that for the people. Me. I did that for the people. You guys are welcome. People. You guys are still wrong. People but... want. No, okay. you're wrong. No, that all right. fireball Which... shot right now. Uh, RB15. No, well, Gainwell or Gainwell or uh, I mean, who scores he, higher? Okay, actually, no. It sounds like Kyle's got Kyle's Boston got Scott. Boston. Scott. I got Miles. No, no, no. I I'm I'm team. Sanders will be the more have more fantasy points this year, but I think it's gonna be like RB thirty two, RB 
38 and then Get RB. Get the hell 49. out of here. Oh my God. <laughs> Who invited this guy? <laughs> well, see, but then is... you say, then you say Jalen Hurts and he's going to be the RB eight. All right. No. <laughs> my problem is that I want I I actually think the Eagles could get to the Super Bowl. My one concern on the offense is the the running back situation. Why? I don't think they have a running back that My, will. Miles Sanders and Gainwell are a phenomenal duo. Okay, but they're not they a, they're not, they're not a Super Bowl duo. Like they're they're just like a Jarek McKinnon was. I think okay. So that all jokes aside, like Sorry. sure, Miles Sanders they might have Pat Mahomes. Joe, it's a little huh. different. How can you say that Miles Sanders and Gainwell as a combo isn't a good enough duo to make the playoffs or go to the Super Bowl? We literally did it with LeGarrette Blunt and Jordan Howard and, and Cam Nick Makers and Daryl Henderson. And, yeah, like I don't want to hear not, Miles Sanders runs for five yards. Per okay, those teams all that. have really good quarterbacks, guys. I mean, and except for the Eagles. But Jalen Hurts we had is Nick a really Foles. good quarterback. Big Dick Nick really took it out. All right. I you know, literally – I oh, will see. We'll talk about this week six, it's and we'll see gonna, what's happening. It's not okay. Hey, first of all, out, Billy, you need to document the uh, the fireball bet there because I'm making Josh pay that is up. It Gainwell over Gainwell over Sanders. Sanders okay, I'm, the the right I'm I'm not here to say that they have bad running backs. I think they're just going to be too big of a timeshare to be. No, that's a valid to point. commit so, to. One. I think so you're right. I'm I'm point. disagreeing with Billy. Kind of agreeing with Josh on the the quality of running backs when combined. But not. I, I like how my t- my take is literally they're gonna make the Super Bowl in spite of their bad running backs, and I'm still like somehow I ended up wrong. on the, the uh, wrong side. <laughs> wrong. Of that. wrong. All wrong. right, move on. What's your take? You're wrong. So confusing. Okay. Anyway, my take shouldn't be hot, but it is going to be hot for now at least. Um, that's Cortland Sutton finishing as a top ten wide receiver for the Denver Broncos. So Russell Wilson has not had a wide receiver below. Number 15 in, I think, four seasons that he's played healthy. Last year, neither of them finished in the top 15, but he did not play the full season. The three seasons prior to that, Tyler Lockett or DK Metcalf was in the top 15 for those three years. So I think that Cortland Sutton is going to be his favorite target. I think that although he, you know, kind of favored Tyler Lockett, that was kind of the person that he uh, latched on to in um seattle i think that he's going to latch on to sutton in this offense and i think he's going to make sutton purr like you know it's going to be the the engine's not going to have any more problems we're not going to deal with any injuries this year we're just going to actually get to see the full Cortland sutton experience jerry judy will be there but i don't think he's going to be as big of a factor albert O to hell with that and then tim patrick is unfortunately out for the season so i think that all funnels into Cortland sutton getting as many targets as possible and it will lead the team of targets and receiving yards. If you have, if you are in a state that you can bet, uh, go bet on the over on receiving yards for him. You're going to be fine. Court and Sutton top 10 wide receiver book it. Josh, I saw you pull up the Jerry Judy. Tab I did it. I did just, it. Just stop. I didn't. Listen, my Stop thing is, it. I don't even want to hear it. No, no, no. It's actually not just in disagreements. I think it could be either one of these guys. I think it's Cortland be Sutton. Sutton. I feel like Cortland Sutton is the DK Metcalf, which he made super relevant. And then I think that Jerry Judy is the um, Tyler Lockett. And I think that's what's going to happen here. Jerry Judy had an okay year to start out. And his, his, his stats aren't terrible. A uh, little bit injured last year to start the season. Never really got off to a good start and had no quarterback. Jerry Judy has a quarterback now. Okay, Sutton has riddle a quarterback. me this. Riddle me this. How many times did you see Tyler Lockett stop on a play and, and just quit on a play? I, How many times? I, I don't know. I haven't watched every single Seattle game. 
That's what my okay. lawyer told me to say. Well, <laughs> I'm. So, I, you all know how I feel about Jerry Judy. I'm not a handwriting expert. That's a great expert. take, Billy. I'm really happy for that one. I think right. it could. I think it could be easily be Jerry Judy as well. I think that people people hate on Jerry Judy a lot. He has had some. Uh, the Miles Sanders of wide receivers. The Miles Sanders of wide receivers. <laughs> I'll I take think, a five. Not good. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Kyle. I think. I think the issue this offseason is we don't know which receiver is going to be the guy because right now I think we're drafting both of them at where whoever is number one, we're drafting them at their floor. And I'm, I'm team Sutton. Uh, it, I think it's easier to be team Sutton, but I am. Uh, so I, I'm a fan of this. I think it's just whoever is, comes out as the wide receiver one in this offense kind of I, I i see the top 10 potential thank All you right. kyle fireball bet on judy sutton who wants in I'm i got judy you. i do because get it i'm getting him on all of these sutton is that guy the end and he's gonna suck or be awesome and i have no doubt in my mind that when we're Cortland Sutton will be the, the draft pick that everybody's like, damn, how did we let him fall that far? We, we knew Russell this year. We knew Russell Wilson was going to be there. We knew they were going to pass the ball more. It wasn't just going to be Melvin Gordon, Javante the entire time. Like, I don't, so honest, I don't like been... Montreal, Washington at all. Not feeling it. No, I'm just kidding. He's not Tim Patrick. I'm just kidding. Uh, I'm, honestly, Hamler. though, no. if I'm being honest, I actually have been drafting both of these guys because they're right at the same spot. And I go, hey, I got Judy in one league and I got Sutton in another league. It'll hit on one of them, basically. Biggest like, mistake of It's literally, like Kyle said, it's a toss-up. <laughs> like, it is not as solid as you think. Just because Sutton has had better years in the past, Judy could easily be Russell Wilson's favorite target. It could be a combination of them both, and they're both relevant. It might be a Javante Williams, Melvin Gordon thing where they're just even. Could be. All right, Kyle, take us home. Oh, boy. So I think this one's spicier than my first one. Uh, and we we led right into it, talking Sutton and Judy. I'm saying KJ Hamler is going to finish the season as Denver's wide receiver two. Who that wide receiver one is, we don't know. But I think Hamler is going to finish the season as the two. Wow. I think. Damn. I think he's he's a vertical threat. I I mean, we know Russ loves to throw up those moon moon shots, and I think Hamler's the perfect guy to receive those. Uh, and reports are he's looking and feeling good. Uh, he played this past weekend in the final preseason game, uh, and he's got a clear route to targets and opportunity uh, with Tim Patrick kind of falling out the season. So I think whoever one wide receiver one is this year, I think it's Sutton. You got some of you think it's Judy. So you're thinking uh, Judy's falling all the way down to three. Woof. Apparently. No, we're not even I, be on the yeah. team next year. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying whoever one is number two, I think will be Hamler. I love interesting, this. Man. Interesting take. Honestly, I didn't realize how small Hamler was. I haven't seen him in play in so long. Also went to Penn Station. So here we are. I can't be mad about it. Um, but I, 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 I have to disagree with you unless there's an injury, which I mean, this could very well just happen. Possible. Yeah. But I mean, that's why it's a safe-ish hot take. But it's also kind of wild, like to say KJ Hamler is going to finish higher than Jerry Judy or Sutton. So I think I like you're exactly so. right, Kyle. I think you're exactly right. Y'all hate KJ Hamler is finally healthy, and he's got a quarterback that can actually throw the ball past the five five yard line. So I love it. It's not that we hate Jerry Judy. You it's do. Just, he's given us no reason to like him. Not a fan. Now Joe hates him. I'm sure, he's a great person. Not a fan. 
Well, I just Joe, think Joe quit on a route one time and was just not on that. <laughs> multiple times, Billy. Multiple it was that one times. play, and he's just like, he does that all the time. <laughs> no, it was multiple times. It's fine, though. If you had Drew Locke as your quarterback and you're putting your head out there, I'd probably stop on a right. Yeah, <laughs> that shows how good of a teammate you are, man. Yeah, man. <laughs> I'm, I'm there for I'm there for myself. Number one. Uh, no, not, this is good. Yes, KJ Hamler could finish as the wide receiver two on Broncos. I don't think that that's. It would take a lot, but we could we could see it happen. It, it would take it would take a lot, and I think he's going to have those few three touchdown games. Uh, like we've seen guys like David Moore have in Seattle with Russ. Uh, but I think Hamler stays healthy, sticks it out, maybe plays one or two extra games than Judy or Sutton and kind of finds his way. He may not finish the season at like higher in points per game, but maybe just overall points. I love I it. I yeah, love that take. For sure. Okay, well, before we get out of here, I kind of, I guess, kind of springing this on you all, but it shouldn't be that hard to figure out. Um, what are your all Super Bowl predictions for this year? Just the two teams to make it. You don't necessarily have to pick a winner right now. Joe, what two teams do you think are going to make the Super Bowl? Mm, Chargers, Bucks. Josh? I'm going to go with uh, Philadelphia Eagles. Shocker. Uh, might as well at least do it. They have a good team this year. I don't actually expect it to happen, but I'm going to do it because this is a preseason projections here. Uh, and then I'm going to have them playing the Bills. Damn, that's actually mine. Bills Philly is my prediction. Um, the NFC, I think it's about time the Bills finally make the, the Super Bowl. The, exactly. The NFC, and I think the Bills would probably win that, but that's just me. But the the NFC is such a, a crapshoot right now because like the Tampa – kind of in a weird offensive situation the rams i think people forget how like squeaked by most of the rams victories were to get to the super bowl um it wasn't like a dominant they were clearly going to get there and clearly going to win the thing like it's kind of kind of squeaky. it was it was almost more of like especially in the super bowl like the rams look so dominant so that's the last thing like right bias people just like yeah they're freaking awesome they're the ridiculous you kind of forget that Cincinnati was like the 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 dream like it was a dream for them to be there like the fact right. that they made it like it would have been great if they won they were like the the true Cinderella story but that team needed improvements which they fortunately did do so I could see Cincinnati going back as well. Good. All right, Kyle, who do you got? Give me Bills Niners. Bills Niners. See now that's I, I like that because the Niners could have easily Ew. been there last year. I mean, they could have there, and they I think they upgrade a quarterback. I think. Things click. Oh, the no. reason they don't go there is because oh, no. Trey Lance isn't that good. Oh God! You said upgraded oh, quarterback. Said that, that's that's I like a dog it. whistle for Josh. Like, yeah, I actually I kind of forgot I was I said I was going to do something <laughs> about Trey Lance on the hot takes. We have time for one more. Uh, you know what? Let it fly because you did say you were going to talk about Trey Lance on a hot take. What is your hot take? Trey Lance finishes at QB fifteen. That's that's it. I think people are people. Everyone just assumes he's going to be great. We have seen absolutely nothing yet. Absolutely I don't nothing. think that. I don't think that's as hot as you think it is. I mean, I. I, I think people, people think. I think people think he's going to be a QB like five though. Right now, there's people that aren't drafting him there, but they're taking him as if he's going to be there at some point this season. It would shock me more if he finished as QB five than it would if he finished as QB fifteen. I really like just honestly. I just want to show the the the. You can get there soon, Kyle. I see your mouth moving. We're ready. <laughs> but Trey Lance, ready to tee there's off. nothing there yet. Like everyone, nobody thought Jalen Hurts was going to do this. It happened, and we were we were shocked when it happened. We were like, "Oh my gosh, he's he's a fantasy relevant quarterback." 
just because Trey Lance can run the football doesn't mean he's a, a, a fancy relevant quarterback yet. I'm not saying he's not relevant. I'd like him as a backup, but I think he's going entirely too high at QB, what, like nine? Yeah, I I think I'm in the middle. I like Trey Lance a lot, but I think it's because kind of the opposite of what Billy said, where I think his, I like, I think his range of outcomes is five to 15, uh, as QB five, QB 15. But I think he's more, I think he's more likely five, but at the same time, 15 is very much a possibility. Um, so I'm with what Josh said. Uh, I really like him as a backup. I'm not putting all my chips in on, uh, Trey Lance. I liked what I saw from him last year, but not enough to be like, Oh, Lance QB one, uh, enough to say, I I'm willing to take a tease on him. Maybe as a backup, uh, I like him, but not enough to, he's currently being drafted as a QB one in 12 team leagues, QB 11. So, and there's a lot of good quarterbacks under him. Uh, you got Rogers. Kirk Cousins it, it always seems to be in that top 10. Derek Carr has a chance. I'm, I'm not the hugest Carr believer, but with Devontae Adams being there, I know people love Tua. I wish I'd see his name right. Tua, Trey Lance and Tua right next to each other. Winston. But Winston. There's a lot of like, like slow rollers. Tre- Trevor Lawrence could be like, I think Trevor Lawrence and Trey Lance have a very similar path to being in a higher spot. I just think that everybody put their chips in on Trey Lance. And for some reason, he's being drafted as like QB nine in a lot of leagues that I've seen. So I just don't get it. I would take him as if I was the 12th quarterback off the board and Trey Lance was sitting there, I'd grab him and Stafford or something together and be like, okay, sure. But I'm not going to grab him and be like, yep, I got my quarterback. I'm going to go worry about other positions. Josh, I want to throw one out there. Fireball (laughs) shot. I'm, I'm listening. I'm listening. Okay. I'm right here. I mean, I'm Trey Lance will finish higher than Kyler Murray. I don't know what position they're going to yep. be in. Done. But Done. It's going to happen. Book it. You're wrong. Okay. At least my quarterback can see over the line. <laughs> Dude, I didn't realize he was the same height as me. I was like, he's like six foot, right? No, he's five ten. I love yeah. it. No, I, uh, I, I, I'll book it. But okay, well, this is this is clearly gone off the rails. So we better, you know, better get out of here before people start. <laughs> before we start tossing out some truly crazy stuff uh kyle thanks for joining us can you tell the people where to follow you and where to listen to your podcast yes so i am at kyle krajewski on twitter uh you can find me there but if it's easier to find at first seed sports on twitter find me there uh first seed fantasy podcast uh listen to me and my hooligan friends also chat some fantasy football um and just kind of find us first first seed fantasy uh Kyle Krajewski on Twitter. Also, if you hate the Eagles, they talk shit on them all the time. We hate them. I one of them is one of them is a Cowboys fan. So it oh, just kind of well, comes it comes with the comes with the culture uh and it's just I hate the Giants more so if that helps. Sounds like a, mess. a little bit a little bit. <laughs> all right, well follow me at Ombre Vendor on Twitter, follow Josh at Josh Hall STL on Twitter. That's 1H. And then follow Joe at OP Joe on Twitter. That's two E's. Joe, get us out of here. Good night.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.